Coming up, we've got a special interview with this man. When he looked for the run of Turner, goes in towards Michael Turner. Oh, what a fantastic goal from Michael Turner, hitting it on the right volley. Andy Dawson, the man to take this corner kick, puts it in. Turner, and he's there. Michael Turner with a great header from Andy Dawson's corner. Oh, what a start from Michael Turner. And City are in front after only 50 seconds here. Welcome to episode 7 of the HFC Hub podcast. I'm your host, Bendit Ferriby, once again joined by Tom Griffin. I can't believe I'm quite saying this so early on in the podcast, but welcome to Michael Turner. <laughs> Michael, how are you doing? Yeah, very well, thank you. Tom, are you, are you looking forward to this um, podcast? Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to be for this. It's like, like you said, it's so early on, but it's great to be able to bring like a former player, especially the look of Michael Turner on the pod, so great to have Michael on. Yeah, so in this podcast, obviously going to be discussing Michael's time at City for three years, talking about a bit of his early career, what it was like before he joined City. So yeah, let's crack on. So, so Michael, what have you been doing recently with yourself? Um, obviously, since retiring and stuff, I know this season you've been see co-commentary on City's um, obviously channel. Uh, was what else you've been doing with yourself? Yeah, so um, I've retired from playing now um, two years ago, actually uh, this summer. Um, so it's gone really quick, actually. I um, I've, I've started to do a little bit of work for um, a football agency, um, sort of looking after players and mentoring players. Um, which has sort of kept me in football, which is which has been nice. Um, obviously, over this recent period, it's been difficult to watch games and, and players, but um, managing to do some sort of online stuff and, and managed to watch a few games for a few fences, which has not been ideal. But um, yeah, so uh, that sort of stuff's going on. Um, also, yeah, like you say, I've been doing um, a bit of co-commentary for City, which has been which has been brilliant. Actually, I've really really enjoyed it. It's the first time I've ever done any sort of anything like that and um, doing it alongside um, Fletch has been great um, he's obviously really good and knows his stuff and just been sort of bouncing off him really so it's um, it's been re- really enjoyable Yeah it's quite surprising it's the first time you've done it it seems that you've like took to the role well um, are you looking to go into sort of management and coaching then with what you've been doing recently or? Um, no not really um, I've never really fancied coaching to be honest with you um, obviously during my career people always said to me about doing my badges and you know, preparing yourself for it, but just, just, just something I've never really wanted to do. Um, even um, now I've finished again, it's still not something I want to do if I'm being honest, but um, yeah. So, so what I'm, I'm doing, obviously is still keep me in football, which is nice and still get to watch games and, and players and stuff. So I quite like, you know, the, the sort of structure of my life at the moment. What's it actually been like um, when you've been in the press box this season, watching City, like what have your overall thoughts been on what has been a, Magnificent, magnificent season for the club. Yeah, so I went to the first game of the season away at Gillingham and um, walked up into the press box, and I spoke to a few old faces that have, you know, been in the sort of media for a long time. Who I spoke to over the years, especially at City, and there was real doom and gloom around the club. Obviously, the way um, the season finished in the Championship was, you know, obviously disappointing for everyone um, and, and quite demoralising. I think, and I sort of got that feeling that um, you know that they weren't very optimistic about the season ahead in League One um, so I was really looking forward to seeing the team and, and you know see what they'd be like 
and um, obviously watched the Gillingham game and I thought they were absolutely superb to a man. Um, you know, all over the pitch, I thought they were strong, especially in the attacking positions. When I looked at the centre forwards and, and the wide players in midfield, I thought straight away there's goals in this team and that they're, they're going to they're gonna hurt a lot of teams in League One. And going away to Gillingham, which is um, kind of a, um, a game in League One, which you get a lot of, you know, that they they launch it long a lot of the time and you have to deal with a with a fight um, at the start of the game and, and Hull really dealt with it really well and uh, went on to win the game fairly comfortably in the end, 2-0, but um, just felt from that first game, I felt that um, it was going to be a, a really good year for the club. Yeah, to be honest, after the last season, we questioned the players' fight, but like you said there, that, that first game sort of rung it home for me that we have got the fight to sort of, you know, win games in this division. Um, you could have questioned the players' sort of mentality from last, you know, the last season, the relegation, and but we, obviously the way we bounced back was brilliant, and that first game sort of set the turn for me. Yeah, yeah, again, yeah, I think so, and um, pretty much every game I watched that I've done the co-commentary on, obviously all away games in the southern area, but um, you know, away they they were superb, and obviously at home as well, they they got lots of good results and. Um, there's no doubt in my mind, actually, after that first game, I thought the club would go on and, and, and get a promotion, whether that, you know, automatic um, or through the playoffs. I, I felt that they were strong enough to, to finish in that in them top spots. Yeah, looking to the next season, do you how do you fancy our chances staying up? Yeah, I do, actually. Yeah, there's, there's some... Um, obviously, got some good young players in the side that I feel they're going to be hungry to, to prove themselves in, in the Championship. Obviously, the Championship is a step up from League One. But there's players in there that have um, experienced uh, the league already. And with um, the joy of, of gaining promotion from the championship, I really feel that they can take that momentum into the next season and, you know, um, continue improving. I'm sure the club is gonna, are, are going to want to bring in some bodies to help what they've got there. And if they can do that and, and the right players in the right positions, then, then I'm sure, you know, they, they can comfortably be safe in the championship next season. Obviously, um, moving on to your career before you um joined City, um, was it Charlton Athletic your club yeah. growing up? What what was it like um in that sort of environment? Did you ever like get a get a um moment where you knew you were going to make it as a professional? Um, I thought I was always um in the youth team. Probably I was always a player that um always played uh, played a lot of games. I, I felt that I was. Um, a player that they were sort of pushing to, you know, to make it basically turn pro. And I, I turned pro at 18 and um, didn't look back really. I was, from that moment, I was involved in the first team, albeit not playing. I trained with the first team um, near enough every day um, and really um, set myself up, you know, to experience that um, with the, you know, the that was a great side at the time in the Premier League, established side. Alan Kirbishley was the manager, and um, you know a lot of good players as at, at Charlton. And uh, you know to train alongside those those boys, you know day in day out, really sort of helped me. Um, you know in, into the player I was you know when I was young. So um, but, but they were obviously crucial days when you're young. But I felt uh, Charlton was a, was a great grounding for me as a as a young player, and then obviously moving into the sort of professional ranks. Were there any sort of players in the youth team that um, made it as well as you? Um, that, any standout names? 
Um, not really in my age group, actually. Um, a couple of years above me, we had like um, Scott Parker and Koncheski and John Fortune. Um, so the the, um, the age group, I think they were three years older than me, actually. But then, obviously, their youth team had some really real success in, in what came through. Um, in my year, probably only me, really, went on to play um, professionally. Um, Jamal campbell Weiss was a year above me. A um, couple of boys below, Lloyd, Sam, a um, couple of others. But, um, yeah, not too many, actually, in my year, so... Yeah, so you went on. Uh, you had an apprenticeship in 1998 with Inter Inter Milan. What was that mm. like for you? Like, obviously, experience. You moved abroad at such an early age. Like, what was the experience like for you? Yeah, that that was just insane, really. Was, um, so I was in my last year at secondary school, just about to do my GCSEs, and yeah. um, Charlton had formed a link with Inter. Um, at first, they were saying it's going to be first team players, um, sort of going on loan and you know exchanging really players. Um, but then it sort of turned out it was going to be youth players. And me and another boy um, got asked, do we want to go and train with Inter for a season? Um, and obviously straight away was like, yes, of course we do. Do you know what I mean? It was like <laughs> insane, like yeah. the thought of it. So, yeah, so I had to sort of fight my way through my GCSEs and then um, started training with Charlton um, in the July. And then I think it was, it was probably September October time that we we finally went out to to Inter to play with their under 18s. So again, it was just um, an incredible experience just to experience, you know, um, a different culture, a different way of living. Everything really was was totally different to how things were done in England, and um, it was a real eye opener. Of course, moving away from home was was difficult, but um, I knew it was only for a short space of time. And um, again, thoroughly enjoyed my time you know, a great club like Inter. Yeah, I bet it was hard to focus on your GCSEs when you had that, you had that opportunity coming around the corner. You, obviously, I read somewhere that um, you played against the first team in training, or the likes of uh, Clarence Sadoff, Vieri and Bobby Keane. What sort of like, impact did they have on your development? Yeah, so that was that was a funny day, actually. It was, it was a Saturday morning and we um, we got told um, that we was going over to, because we, we trained in a different complex to, to the first team. Um, yeah. So we we got on a on a bus, went over to the, the first team's training ground, which was about half an hour away, um, and yeah, to be fair, well they might have told us we didn't really understand because we didn't speak much Italian, but um, we got there and um, put a, we all got kitted out, so we put a full kit on and uh, went over to the pitch again, like me and this other boy Alex who went from Cheltenham didn't really know what was going on, and um, yeah turned out against um, Inter's first team. Like like I say, we're in our full kits. They was in their training kit, so it, it did look a bit weird. But, um, yeah, their first team was incredible at the time. They had, you know, the likes of, you know, the boys you mentioned, Ricobo and Robbie Keane, Sadoff, Vieri actually um, played up front against me. And, you know I mean, it's, it's just a, a crazy experience that, um, obviously, I love telling my mates and that, but it was... Um, Again, another experience that I think sort of set me up really in my career going forward. After you um, you went to Charlton, you joined um, Brentford, and obviously yeah. we were in the um, same division as each other in two thousand and four oh five, and we were obviously going as a well known club with the potential, etc. Like before you joined City, were you was this something you were aware of and was like a major factor? Because obviously we were very successful in the same league as Brentford in that season. Yeah, I remember that game quite clearly, actually. I remember Stuart Elliott 
uh, goal he scored and I remember the atmosphere at, at the stadium and, and how much of a big club it felt, Hull City. Um, obviously, the first time I played there and it was a great experience playing there. Obviously, we lost the game, but um, I really enjoyed, really enjoyed playing in front of the fans and, of course, never never thought that I'd, I'd end up there um, a couple of years later, but... Um, yeah, it, it was a great experience playing against um, you know such a, a a big club in League One. Is that one of the reasons why you joined City because it was sort of moving in the right direction? You felt there was something special there. Is that is that one of the pulling points? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, um, I think uh, yeah, just, just that game probably um, you know made me think. You know, this is a big club that obviously had a couple of promotions. Then obviously when when Hull did come in for me, there was obviously in the Championship which was a place where I felt like I needed to play after two years in League One with Brentford. I felt that, um, you know, the time was right for me to try and step up and see, test myself really in the Championship. So so when, um, obviously, when Hull put an offer in to Brentford, there's only, obviously, my mind was made up straight away, even though it was, you know, moving away from home really for the first time. I know I had the, the spell in Italy, but it was totally different. This was, you know, this was me moving um, on like a three-year contract and, uh, moving away from my friends and family, and and um, yeah, but I was obviously I was dead excited about it all, so I uh, couldn't wait to get up there. Really, what what was it like? Um, obviously, when we um got promoted, we still had the likes of um, Nick Barnby playing regularly. Was that like another major factor that you've got like this ex England international playing for playing in the championship, and you're going to be in the same team? Is that was that like one of the main attractions as well? Yes, yeah. Nick Barnby was certainly a player I, or I looked up to. I was actually, well, I still am a Tottenham fan, so I used to go and watch Spurs and I used to watch um, Nick Barnby when he was, you know, in his young days at Spurs where he was he was, he was, was awesome, to be honest with you. I, I loved, yeah. used to love watching him. And then, yeah, so when Hull came in, I knew Barnes was there. I thought, yeah, I'd, I'd you know, love to play alongside Barnes, you know, being one of my sort of heroes, really, um, watching Tottenham as a, as a young lad and, and and seeing what he'd done in his career was was incredible. He had an amazing career, and to be able to to go and you know um, play and, and and learn from someone like that was definitely a pulling point. When you first joined, you sort of I think you was in and out of team under Thor Parkinson. What was he like to sort of work under? Was was there any points where you thought you weren't gonna you know sort of nail down your spot, or was did you feel like you was doing all the right things to sort of you know play well and? You know, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The move to Hull was obviously um, it's difficult in terms of the fact that I'd um, moved away from friends and family. Like I said, um, like when you move to a new club, you, you're in a hotel, and um, looking back, I should have um, I should have like rented a house basically or, or an apartment. I ended up um, buying a place, and then I had to stay in a hotel for like three months till till the sort of house move went through. So so living at the hotel wasn't um, wasn't great to be honest with you. It sounds nice for you know for a week or two, but then then you start getting a bit fed up. Um, luckily, yeah. we had obviously some of the other new boys, uh, Dean Marnie and Sam Ricketts, were in the hotel with me, so that did make it easier. But still, it's still um, it's still a difficult time to settle into a new club. Um, then obviously, you know, going into the changing room with the, with the big characters that are in or at the club, obviously already had huge success with with the promotions. Um, you know, people like Ash and uh, Damo and Dawson, Boaz, you know, there's some real big characters uh, within the squad. And, um, 
you know, when the season started and, and we wasn't winning games, it just it just obviously become harder and harder, I think. Um, yeah, under Phil Parkinson, I, I think, you know, it, when he did finally leave, you know, probably the time was right, actually, for him to go with, you know, what was happening. But I just felt that, um, yeah, I probably just was unsettled, really, with, with the whole move and, and, and the way the football was going. It's just all culminated, really, into a, into a bad start. And then, obviously, the manager went, but, um, yeah, it's it just a difficult start to to everything, really. I think that's sort of the side that fans that see, you know, obviously a player coming in and they've had to adapt to moving to a new city and the, the struggles that it comes. So I think the fans might have been thinking, oh, he's not playing particularly well, but there's obviously, you know, reasons behind that and that obviously both mentally and, you know, physically as well. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's always tough when, um, you know, when a player moves to a new club, I feel. Um, you know, some obviously some players do hit the ground running and and you know hit it off straight away. But I think just just the way the games were going, we obviously lost the first game, lost the second game after being two 0 up. It was just um, it's just it's just difficult all round. And I think um, it, it's yeah it, it it all sort of fell to pieces really. I feel part. I did feel sorry for him actually. He brought me into the club, and it was the first time that I'd experienced. You know, working under a manager, a manager who signed me and then and, and then left. Do you know what I mean? So it was it was a difficult time. But um, obviously, Phil Brand came in. I think Phil Brand came in as a coach under Phil Parkinson, and, and straight away you could sort of sense that um, he was trying to sort of take over a little bit. Really, he was he was, he was really hands on with with training and and everything. And then obviously, in the end, Parkinson went, and then obviously Brandy stepped into the to the hot seat really. Yeah, what was it like when um, Brown Brownie actually came in? Because we, um, I think his first home game was obviously the four-one win against Cardiff, and that was like must have been an unbelievable atmosphere. So we won the game four-one. I think it was around twenty-three thousand. Yeah, again, I, I remember that game clearly. I, um, I think his first game was was it maybe away to Plymouth? I think. I think it was Plymouth. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I got dropped for that game. So I was I was angry to be honest with you. I felt. Um, yeah, but my probably my performances justified me being dropped. To be honest with you, uh, I didn't feel that I was performing to the level that I had. Um, you know, the standard I really set myself back at Brentford, and I knew there was sort of more to come from me. And and in fact, the manager leaving me out of, of those first few games probably helped me in the long run. I'd say because um, I felt like I had, a, um, you know, I had something to prove really, um, and I was I was you know determined to get back into the side and and, and make it work. Um, so yeah, but I do I do remember that Cardiff game quite vividly actually. The, the atmosphere was superb, and yeah, obviously the goals were flying in, and um, you could straight away that um, obviously Phil Brown was going to make an impact. What was it like in the January transfer window when he obviously brought back um, Dean Windus? Did that help the likes of you and um, Dean Marnie and Sam Ricketts having someone that's obviously a City fan who knows what it means to play for the club and then have an impact on the rest of the squad for? Staying up for the rest of that season. Yeah, I think Dino was a huge signing for the club. Um, I played, I played against Dino um, for Bradford actually for for Brentford, and I knew obviously all about him as a player. Um, didn't know too much about his character, but he's obviously a, a, a strong personality and a, and and a great lad to have in your dressing room. And with the experience he brought, and like you said, being a being a homegrown boy, definitely um, you know go the whole squad a huge lift and then come straight in scoring goals. Um, and, and yeah, he, he just helped everyone, I'd say. And uh, he, he was a, 
a key signing for the club in, in that January window. I think that that Cardiff game that was a crucial. Obviously, when he scored away, what what was that game like? And that's that seemed to be the game that obviously kept us in the division. Yeah, again, we knew going into that game that was a huge game that we we had to win pretty much, um, and um, I think the performance was was probably one of the best of the season going away uh, to Ninian Park and, and putting on a, a performance like we did and, and winning the game. Um, and effectively keeping us in the division was um, was massive for for everyone really. And obviously Dino getting um, the winning goal was you know um, ironic really. You know with with him coming in January and and then when you, when you sort of fast forward another year and see what we've done in the player final, it's just um, you know those two goals he scored for the club are probably two of the most important goals that um, have gone in for us. We survived by the skin of our teeth, obviously, that season. And uh, obviously, the following season, what happened was miraculous and stuff. But was there any, like, any expectation, inkling of what was to come the following season? Or did you just have like a... Was you just expected to stay up and push on? No, not or... really. I, I think um, when you look at the, the players that came in um, in that summer, the likes of Brian Hughes and um, Garth and Wes, uh, Brandy, Wayne Brown, um yeah, and then obviously like the Caleb Folham came in, uh, JJ Fraser Campbell's. You know, we we had some great yeah. signings that summer, and um, you know, I think players were on on you know better wages than what probably most of us in the in the in the squad were on, and we felt that the club were having a good go really to to bring in better players to help us climb the league and and get in a position maybe to push for the players. So I, I wouldn't say that we ever thought that we'd finish in the top two. I think players was probably always our goal, um, but as the season went on and um, you know the the momentum built, I think we felt that you know something special could happen here. What what was the um, initial reaction from the rest of the players when they found out that the likes of JJ Kocher and Henrik Pedersen were being brought into the club? Because obviously these are players with such a massive reputation, even in the Premier League, let alone the um, the Championship. So I wouldn't wonder what that was like for the rest of yeah. the squad. Yeah, no, lads were absolutely buzzing, I think. You know, to have players like JJ, like JJ is like world-class player, isn't he? Like, let's face it, he's, yeah. he's played for you know, some top, top clubs. And um, yeah, people were looking forward to seeing what he could bring to us and how he could help us. Um, certainly players like that coming through the door make you want to improve your game and, you know, make sure you don't do nothing to upset them really. So like you, your, your performance levels and your effort levels probably go up tenfold when players like that come through the door. So he certainly was a player that um, made everyone believe that again, the club were looking to get promotion and head in that direction. Um, again, Pedersen came in a great experience in the Premier League, played at Bolton under the manager. So manager knew what it was all about. And again, he was, he was a great pro to have around. He's a, a solid player, and he, he brought another dimension to our team in that season. Yeah, and obviously towards the two thousand six to seven season, I think you and the team sort of found your feet somewhat. Um, so, what was your reaction when you were dropped to the first game? When uh, I think Danny Coles and uh, Delaney played over you, was was you sort of disheartened about that? Or yeah, yeah, bitterly. I mean, you um, especially after the way. The, the season finished with that win at Cardiff and us staying up. I felt that you know I'd come back the following season and, and be ready for pre-season and and you know being a side and, and we'll have a real good go at it. Um, you know, throughout pre-season as a player, 
it's all geared towards that first game of the season. Everyone's working their socks off to get in the side um, and to make sure you're, you know, as fit as you can be and, and ready for that first game. And when the team's named and you're not in the starting eleven, um, of course, everyone is bitterly disappointed. But me, probably no one more so than me, I, I felt that I probably deserved to be in the side. I wasn't, so I had to just get on with it, basically. I remember sitting there in the dugout for that first game and the team losing at home. And I knew that there was um, there was a League Cup game coming up away at Crewe. Um, and I, I, I you know, pretty much guessed that I'd be playing in that. Um, and of course, Wayne Brown had came come in and didn't play that first game either. So I, I, I knew he'd be fit for the, sec, the, uh, the away game at Crewe. And we'd probably play together. So I was going into that crew game. I was so determined to to make an impact in that game. And um, obviously, we we went on to win that game. Me and Wayne Brown played exceptionally well, and and never looked back from that moment. What was it? What was it like to play alongside him, Wayne Brown for the rest of that season? Because obviously, been experienced in the championship for the likes of Colchester and Ipswich. Did you like raise your standards to an even higher level that season? Yeah. Most definitely, I think the partnership me and um, uh, Branny, you know, built was um, a catalyst really maybe for my career going forward. I mean, that season was really the making of me as a player. Um, I think obviously him playing on the left side, me on the right side, just just immediately felt comfortable with each other. You know, we're we're fairly similar in sort of style of of centre back really in, in terms of. You know, neither of us are really quick. We just sort of read the game extremely well. Um, but his um, organisation of, of the team, you know, from the first minute to last was was superb. And again, that's something I've definitely learned from. Um, and he was, yeah, he, he was a great defender. He, he taught me a lot, actually. He, um, he obviously, he's brave. He, he made blocks and tackles, but then there'd be opportunities, you know, a long ball came forward and he just used to flick it back to the goalkeeper like probably three or four times a game where just relieved pressure off the team. Um, so little things like that really, really helped me. And obviously that season, we pretty much stayed together throughout and um, yeah, of course, went on to, to great things. Of course, you were both solid at one end and obviously at the other end, you was a threat from set pieces as well. Was that something that was ever worked on? I think... Correct me if I'm wrong, but yeah, it was your highest scoring season with five goals that season. So was, was this obviously something you worked on the training ground a lot? Yeah, I think, you know, as a team, you always work on set pieces um, throughout the week and going into games and, and come up with different different techniques and, um, you know, different ways of taking corners and stuff, obviously. Um, always enjoyed going forward um, for corners. Wasn't really any pressure on, on you. And yeah, managed to, to, get, to nick a few goals and a few important ones as well. So... That's obviously pleasing, and definitely sort of raises your profile even more when you can you can um, add a few goals to your tally. Must have been quite... a dream to have Andy Dawson on delivery. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To be fair, Dawson's deliveries were superb. I think um, Dean Marnie as well. He, he he took them from one side, Dawson the other, and pretty much every every corner free kick we had, we was a threat. Um, we obviously had some big boys in the side, and um, you know we felt that we could we could cause trouble from from the, those deliveries. Yeah, it's quite ironic that actually the first goal that I um, saw at the KC was yours against Watford that was after about 50 seconds. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Another, another game that I remember, probably because mm. I scored, but yeah, no, it was um, <laughs> obviously a big game playing against Watford who are another team who are looking to get promoted from the league and, and uh, you know, the um, 
the, uh, the, the the timing of it all was just obviously scoring early in the game is obviously great for the team. But um, yeah, against, against another a team that are looking to get promotions even better. What was the second half of that season like? Um, like within the training ground because obviously um, in December and January we're still sort of mid table. I remember us losing to the likes of Preston three 0 Southampton four 0 within the space of like three or four days and. Listening to like interviews in the past from Phil Brown, he believed that like that was sort of a reverse psychology moment in terms of building from there to make a push for the playoffs. What was like? Cause obviously, we're putting a tremendous run after that. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That that probably was a turning point to be honest. With you. I think you know within the squad we had so many like big characters, um, so much experience in the side. Obviously, like Yozza had been there and done it. Um, you know, Ash was obviously a, an unbelievable captain and Barnes and, you know, you know, the list of players we had and characters that really sort of pulled the whole squad together. Um, I think, like, obviously the um, the manager loved the lads going out together, you know, outside of, of uh, you know, football times and, and socialising together. So um, it's, it's a real, probably the best team spirit I, I experienced actually Um in in my career was was that sort of group of lads at whole when we got promotion. I know it's obviously probably easy to say because you know when you get promoted, it's always the good times that you you remember. But I just it was just such a good feeling amongst the lads and and um, a, and a real belief that we could um, do something great. I think you could sense that yourself just like watching you know videos and you could there was different videos that was being put up on the channel and stuff about um, when you went to go play golf and stuff like that. And you could just sense there was sort of real togetherness there. Would you be able to talk us through sort of your playoff experience and obviously the the wins over Watford were brilliant and then obviously Bristol City in the final, that was just obviously the pinnacle of most City fans' uh, you know memories. Yeah, so of course I'd, I'd experienced the playoffs before with with um, Brentford in League One, which is slightly different, but um, got knocked out in the semi-finals um, on two, two years in a row actually and um that feeling obviously never sort of left me, and I, I knew going into the championship players with Hull that you know we'd just come short of getting automatic in the end, um, and um, really felt that the momentum that we'd gained through the second half of the season that we'd we got we had a good chance of getting to Wembley, you know, playing playing Watford, and um, obviously that first game away, um, we performed exceptionally well again. Fraser Campbell scoring. Um, Fraser score, yeah, Dean went. No, he's got Barnes and Dino, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so it's just um, it's just a great away performance, and then coming back to the KC for the second leg, I'd say that's probably one of my best nights in football. Actually, that that second leg at the KC, I think the atmosphere um, was just insane, really, um, and um, yeah, the excitement of it all and and everything. Where I just think, you know, in <laughs> when you start the season. And uh, you know you've got lovely green pitches, and then throughout the winter the, the pitches turn nasty and muddy and boggy. And then when you come to the end of the season, they're nice again. And I just remember the pitch at the KC being fantastic. Obviously, it's a sort of warm summer's night, and um, obviously went on to win that game with the crowd on the pitch at the end. It was just um, it, it was a such a good feeling um, that we was going to Wembley and we had, we had you know we had a crack at getting to the Premier League with one game. So it's it's an amazing night, and then obviously on the back of that, I think we had maybe what a ten-day break was it? Um, ten, eleven days to the final. Um, to be fair to the manager Phil Brown, he, he got it spot on with our preparation. I think we went down um, 
somewhere just outside London for like a spa for a day or so. We was obviously training in between, but then um, the day before um, the final, we went down, um, went to Wembley to have a look around on the Friday just to sort of, you know, tick that box really in 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 how you know lads were going to feel getting there. Um, I think the manager had done it all before with with pre, with with Bolton, so he knew he knew how to sort of play it all. Um, yeah, just that that whole day was just amazing, you know, from start to finish. Really, I think um, the goal, the atmosphere again, playing at Wembley was you know a dream come true for me and and for all of us really, and to you know ex- experience um, winning, which is which they say is maybe the biggest game in 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 football. Um, you know, to win that game and take the club um, to the to the best league in the world was um, was an amazing feeling. Yeah, incredible. What was it? Um, obviously, straight away, you, I, I doubt it would have sunk in that you was a Premier League player. It's just something that takes a while to sink in. Was there any was there any point where you realised, yeah, now I'm going to be playing Premier League football next season? Yeah, it's obviously a strange one because you, you're playing the Championship final and then you win and all of a sudden you're a Premier League player. So it's, it's, a, it's a crazy feeling, really. Um, but, yeah, no, it's obviously something that a goal of mine was to play in the Premier League after leaving Cheltenham as a 20-year-old. Um, it, was a, it was a place where I was desperate to get back to. And, you know, after the two years, you know, highs and lows, really, of, of the two years at, at City, to get back to the Premier League, um, you know, was a real joy. And um, it was obviously... It, a great night after that. The lads all, you know, thoroughly celebrated hard and uh, it was, um, you know, we was all, you know, couldn't wait to get back to pre-season and um, start, well, see, we only had a, a short off-season that year because, because of the playoffs, but um, lads couldn't wait to get back for pre-season and we was all, you know, gunning to, to get started in the... Obviously. Can you most drunk that night? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I had a few, yeah. Yeah, might have got a little bit drunk. <laughs> Obviously, um, not just the um, the goal it was obviously memorable for the City fans, but obviously there's your um, famous block on the line from Lee Trundle. Did that give you more um, satisfaction than De Windus's volley? Yeah, I'd say so, yeah. Definitely, obviously, for me, the defender. Um, that's what it's all about, and it blocks and tackles and, you know, clearing the ball, basically. Um, and also, I was delighted that Dino scored that unbelievable goal and... Um, you know, amazing really that he'd come in the previous January and and um, you know done what he'd done, keeping the club in the league, and then and then helping us get promoted with that absolute worldie. Um, yeah, but obviously for me it's just my job really. I remember Sam Ricketts doing another great clearance after that, um, mm-hmm. which was crucial as well. So there was, but there was some some great defending from the whole team. We defended so well as a team, and and ultimately that's what got us through because I think. The way the game was going, I think if we if we would have conceded um, before the end and we've gone to extra time, I'm not sure we, you know, we we seem like we've gone a little bit of our legs, and mm. I felt that if, if it would have gone to extra time, we might have been might have been in trouble a little bit. What were the preparations like heading into the Premier League? Was there any different to previous seasons? No, so. To be fair to the manager, we've done exactly the same that we've done the year before. We went to a place in Italy, um, I think it's like northern Italy somewhere, that we went to a camp that we went the previous year. So um, the lads knew the, knew the set-up, knew what, what was going to be entailed and what we'd sort of go through. So 
it was a great training camp there and then come back and obviously you, you have your pre-season games and obviously um, excitement's built into that first game and like I say there's um, obviously there's a, an array of players came through the doors to, to improve the squad which we always knew was going to happen and um, of course um, you know you look at your own, you look at yourself and wonder will I be in the team for that first game um, and you just don't know I suppose but um, yeah, like I say, the excitement going into that first game was, was was massive. Was the mood in in the squad like when Giovanni and George Boateng etc were being brought into the club? Was that sort of the similar feeling to like when Akocha was brought in? Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. I think you know every player knew that there'd, there'd be players coming through the door, um, and, and we needed players to be honest. Yeah, we needed players to come in and improve us. And um, you know, players to come in with you know Premier League experience, and if you look at some of the players that came in, the likes of um, like I say, George Boateng and Kev Kilban, Giovanni, um, Anthony Gardner, you know, them sort of boys who had experienced Premier League football, and and really helped us that season, especially with the start we had. Um, I felt obviously the momentum of the promotion um, carried on through that start of the season, and, and really got us helped us with some of them results. Um, so it's a fantastic start and obviously lads were, were buzzing to be involved in it all Obviously the first game was it didn't obviously go as planned in the first half obviously went 1-0 down what was your thoughts on uh, that game in, in the general? Yeah I remember um, I remember early on in that game actually um, I don't know I can't remember what play it was for Fulham but someone run down down, down my channel in behind me and um, got away from me and I felt straight away like Quite like this is this is sharp. This thing this feels different. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. going into it, you, you know, I've only played league one championship football. I didn't know whether I was ready for the Premier League or not. But um, those, those early moment, moments, I thought, "Cool, here we go." Like this is, this is going to be tough. But then I see yeah, going one or Dan it showed again a, a character as a team and as a squad. And um, yeah, coming back to win that game was huge. I think for us, you know, if, we, if we'd have lost that game, maybe well. You know, maybe sure that we we wouldn't have had the start we had, and you know things could have been different. But um, on on the back of that first win, um, we sort of was riding the crest of a wave, really. Do you reckon having um, the easiest start, obviously with the teams like Fulham and Blackburn that we played early on? Obviously, there's no easy games in the Premier League. But was that would that have been more beneficial? Obviously, the fans would have wanted like the biggest names at the KC first. But from a player's point of view, it's obviously more beneficial to get the easier games, well, so-called easier games like Fulham, yeah. etc. out the way. So, you know, you've got um, points in the bag to, to build on. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, although Fulham were obviously an established Premier League side. You know, mm. you look at the players that played that day, Danny Murphy and, and Jimmy Bullard and um, Hangeland and Koncheski, they, they had a great they had a great side and it was a, you know, we had to play well to win that game and we did. Um, obviously, going away to Blackburn, that's never easy. That's a, that's a tough place to go. So, it, you know, no game is easy in the Premier League, but I know what you mean. Like, we could have had, like, you know, two of the top four in those opening games and come away with nothing, which um, would have been tough to take. But, yeah, I think the, the momentum of getting those early points on the board really set us up for, the, for that start that we had in, in the league. We're, um, there was points of the season where you was rumoured to be called up to the England squad. Was you ever aware of these rumours and was it a possibility at any point? Um, no, obviously I, I heard the rumours and stuff in the local paper and that. And 
Um, obviously, it made me feel six foot tall, to be honest, yeah. Um, yeah. But, um, or 10 foot, because I am six foot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, um, yeah, I was aware of the, of the rumours, but yeah, nothing ever came of it at whole. Actually, when I moved to Sunderland, I was in a couple of divisional squads for England, um, and of course, never managed to quite get into the to the final squads. But um, yeah, no, my time at Hull, I, I was aware of sort of the rumours, but no, nothing really, nothing happened, I'm afraid. Obviously, the um, just before the um, momentous Arsenal games and Everton games, you got your um, first Premier League goal against Everton. Yeah. Was that um, obviously been a, such a proud moment for you? Yeah, yeah, extremely. Yeah, I think just remember. Um, I remember watching Match of the Day actually in the evening obviously being on Match of the Day in itself was, yeah. was a dream come true so to score a Match of the Day was was a mad feeling and um, um, obviously a, a moment that I'll never forget actually is um, again a great game against a, such a big club in Everton um, and obviously coming away with a draw in the game maybe we, we, we could have won that as well to be fair um, but it wasn't to be but yeah to score my first Premier League goal was huge for me and again it just just little things like that just helped me um, establish myself and, and just gain, you know, football's all about confidence at the end of the day. Mm. Um, yeah. Every, you know, players play off confidence and if you ain't confident, you ain't going to play well. And basically my confidence was so high at that time that I felt I was sort of untouchable, really. I think that's a lot of the players' reactions when this, the squad affairs go. I think they say, obviously in the Premier League, they say about uh, they see themselves in match of the day and that obviously must make it sink in more for you. Yeah, yeah, it does definitely. It's, um, it, like I say, it's, it's, an, it's a mad feeling when you've obviously played sort of lower down a little bit in League One and the Championship, and then to finally be on match of the day and and see yourself um, is, is a great feeling. And like I say, I just felt that um, I was riding the crest of a wave really with it all with with promotion the previous year and and that now playing in the Premier League, scoring in the Premier League, being on match of the day. It just you know you. Um, you're just on an absolute high, and it's it's it's, it's an amazing feeling. Obviously, afterwards we had the um, famous wins against Arsenal, and Tottenham. Just to take us through your memories of that game, obviously there's the um, famous goal from Giovanni. I don't think anyone will ever forget either. Yeah, I think also after the start we had um, going to places like um, the Emirates and White Hart Lane, they were free hits, really. You know, with no pressure on us. No one expected us to get anything from from those games, and I think, um, yeah, the Arsenal game was again um, going. We went, did we go one 0 down that game? We did, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. Um, going one one 0 down. No, no one give us a, give us a hope in hell that we'd get anything from it. Then obviously Giovanni comes up with that absolute world class goal, and then uh, Daniel Kuzan scores scores ahead, and we win the game two one. It was. Um, Again, another superb performance, and just showed the mentality of of the team and and the manager and, and and the way we carried ourselves in those early stages of the Premier League. And then obviously on the back of that, going to Tottenham, winning their one nil for another Giovanni, one of the probably best free kicks I've ever seen. Certainly, you know, being on <laughs> the pitch yeah. and standing behind it, it was just it was insane how good that was. Um, so it's just just these feelings you was getting um, and the momentum it gave you and the confidence of the player was. Was was class really, and it and it's certainly that that period um, certainly was um, was one of the highlights of my career. But that then opening games for, for City in the Premier League was was something I'll never forget for sure. I think if you look at that Arsenal team and the sort of players it had by your Fabregas and Saul Campbell, I think, and 
obviously coming against them sort of players and to come back like that, that must have been one of the highlights of your career, I'd, I'd say. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, like I said earlier, I was a Tottenham fan, so after yeah, yeah. the um, <laughs> team, I didn't really like too much. But going to the Emirates, the Emirates actually was probably one of my favourite grounds, I think. It was just um, obviously a beautiful stadium and, and the pitch was always in you know, mint condition. So um, to experience all that. And again, it was uh, it was an early evening kickoff, wasn't it, on Saturday? And I remember mm-hmm. um, it was a, a nice summer's evening. And it's just, it just a great occasion. Like, it, was, it was a great night. I think we're my mum had a bet on City to win as well that game. Yeah. We're <laughs> yeah a lot of the, my mum had a bet, yeah. <laughs> were a lot of the players shocked before that game? So I remember reading that um, Phil Brown had switched his tactics to go and play 4-3-3. Were a lot of the players sort of surprised at his approach to attack Arsenal? Was it something that they embraced? Yeah, yeah no, I don't think anyone was too surprised. I think, like I said, with the start that we had in the league and the... And the, the points that we had already accumulated, I think it was, it was a free hit for us. Um, of course, we didn't want to go there and get get spanked, but um, you know that was just the way uh, the gaffer done things. He, he was brave. He, he weren't afraid to, to change things. And I think, obviously, our system that day probably surprised them. And um, yeah, it was, uh, it was, like I say, it was a great team performance and, and we definitely surprised them with the way we played and the formation and everything. Do you think that bravery was sort of the undoing of the rest of the season? Obviously, we the second half of the season, I think we had one win. Do you think that bravery at times was our undoing, or do you think that was one um, the Yeah, maybe. I don't think you know as as games went on and we we wasn't winning anymore. I think you know we probably didn't play that way with that freedom and that um, that belief. Really, obviously, it was sort of drained out of us with with losing games and stuff. It it's difficult, you know you. You're losing game after game, and, and sort of momentum carries you on like that, um, you know. But if in the end, um, we, you know, we managed to pull ourselves through, uh, which was all that mattered in the end. We, we managed to get more points in the bottom three, and um, you know, uh, of course, that start of the season, the points we 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 put together in them opening games, obviously, in the end, kept us up. So it was um, it was, it was crucial. Yeah, obviously yeah, there's the influ the inf- infamous incident at Man- Manchester City. But with what were your um, opinions on Phil Brown doing doing that? Because obviously it's quite it's unique at the time. Yeah. At the time when it was happening during the game, we was we was four 0 down at half time. We we performed terribly. Man City were were miles better than us. Um, and we, we didn't turn up basically. Um, and obviously, the half time whistle goes, and you, you sort of start walking towards the changing rooms. And I just remember seeing Phil Brown walk past me, like back onto the pitch, and I'm thinking, what's going on here? Um, but um, <laughs> then, yeah, it calls everyone over to sit down in front of the fans. Um, I, I, I was just in a, in a daze, really. Obviously, you're 4 0 down, not played the best. Team's been shocking. And um, yeah, you want to go home basically. Um, Manager sits you down, and, and I'll be honest, I can't remember one one thing he he said in that um, in that moment, <laughs> um, and what it felt like being out there for fifteen minutes. I think looking back, I think we was only probably out there a minute or two at the most, and then we was back in the changing room. But obviously, that minute or two was enough to to gain the headlines. And um, yeah, I, I remember after the game, players weren't happy. I remember people saying things that didn't agree with it. I didn't agree with it certainly, and. Um, you know, people say now, you know, was that the downfall of of the team season? And, and, and you know, 
in um, in everyone's thought process. But um, I'm not sure it was. I just think, um, like I said, we started losing games and, and just couldn't get ourselves out of the rut that we was in. Um, so I, 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 put, I don't think I'd blame that moment in particular. I think it was just a culmination of of, um, of us losing games, basically. Was it surprising? Was it surprising that um, no one actually challenged him and thought like this is the wrong thing to do? Um, maybe, yeah, maybe one of the senior boys could have done. I don't know. Um, but again, you know, as a player being out there and, and experiencing the first half, you just you're in a bit of a daze, really. You just want to, mm. yeah, curl into a ball. But um, yeah, obviously the manager's done what he's done, and obviously he's, he's the gaff at the end of the day. You got to do what he's, what he's told. I know. Um, Maybe if I was more of a senior player, maybe uh, maybe we'd done something different. I don't know, but um, like I say, it's just it just sort of went along with it, really. I think one of the sticking points that season was Jimmy Bullard's arrival and sort of the controversy it caused afterwards, heading to the obviously the next season. What what was your thoughts on him coming into the club? Well, of course, when he came into the club, I thought it was a great signing for us. Um, obviously, there's reports on you know what sort of money he was on, and, and that was sort of talk of the town, really. And then in training, he. He looked the part. He looked good. He he looked like um, you know he, he's going to be brave and get on the ball and help us sort of retain a bit of possession a bit more. And then of course coming off the bench and getting injured away at West Ham in his first game was obviously a disaster for for us, for him, for everyone really. Um, so um, that was disappointing. Um, and then obviously missed the rest of that season. Obviously the second his second season, I, I left uh, at the end of August, so I didn't I wasn't around really with. You know what went on sort of after that, but um, at the time when he came, you know, there's high expectations that he, he was going to help us in in the sort of position that we was in. Yeah, I think everybody expected him to come in and sort of you know take the pressure off a bit and in, you know in the middle of the park, but it didn't happen. What was obviously the following season on at City, um, but what was your thoughts when he he did the celebration at Man City? <laughs> did, you, did you, do you remember what you thought when you saw that? Yeah, I, I can't remember where I was playing that day, but I remember, yeah, I remember looking on my phone after the game and seeing what he'd done. And yeah, obviously it was it was absolutely typical classic, Jimmy Ballard, I think. Yeah, classic Jimmy Jimmy Bree. Um, yeah, it was just just his character, and I think um, listening to Paul McShane not long ago talking about it, and he was saying, um, you know, had a, a, it's actually Paul Paul McShane's idea. I think. <laughs> The, uh, the night before the dinner, and um, he said it was his idea, and whoever scored would um, do the celebration, you know, as, as Phil Brand last year. And um, yeah, it obviously worked out perfectly for the time, and uh, it, was, it was a great bit of banter from Jimmy. Obviously, one of the, um, the um, standout moments from that second half of the season was again the game against Fulham, where we um, somehow managed to repel their um, attack for what seemed like the well, it was the whole game. Then, obviously, Manucho <laughs> scores in the last minute. What was your like? Did the players believe at that point that that would be the turning point to sort of retain our status in the Premier League? Yeah, I think um, after that game, we thought that we had a good chance of staying in the league. Um, I think it was in our hands after that. Um, that was a massive night for us. I think we would have lost that. Maybe it would have been really tough. Um, yeah, and it was it was a back to the wall job for us. Um, you know, we had to defend a lot of the time. Um, you know, they had a lot of possession. Like I said earlier, they, they had a very experienced Premier League side and um, they had some good players in their team. And, and for us to, to nick that game really in the end with Manucho's goal was, um, was a massive moment, I think, because that really 
made us believe and gave us a little bit of confidence that we could we could stay in the division. What did the players actually think of like the players such as Minucho? Because obviously they're coming from Manchester United. They weren't sort of the players that we've been signing really in the last sort of few years. And obviously there's characters within the squad that have been there since League Two. So did did everyone like embrace these like bigger players coming in, or was there sort of some of them thinking that they were the too big for the squad? Yeah, I think lads embrace it. You know, whoever comes through the door, um, as long as they perform on the pits, and that's all that matters. I think um, Minuto sort of maybe blew hot and cold a little bit in his time um, at the club. Um, but, you know, scoring that goal and, you know, he, he was an effective player. I quite liked him. I liked his style of play, actually. Um, mm. And he, he certainly brought something different um, to to the team. And obviously that goal was, was a massive goal for us and, and helped us in the end stay in the league. I think he's someone that's gone on to have like a successful career after leaving City. I think he joined when he was really young. I think he was like 19, 20. I think, yeah, so yeah. I think, I think he's played in La Liga and I admit he's someone that's obviously had a successful career away from the Premier League. It was the um, final game of that season against Man U. Was that like a probably a hard game to play in because it wasn't their like first first eleven at this had the likes of Welbeck, um, mm. Darren Gibson, etc. But obviously, did you did the players sort of feel the pressure going into that game more because it would obviously undo quite a lot of the hard work or did they just was it or feeling like the onus was on Newcastle to put the pressure on us against Aston Villa but obviously it didn't matter in the end yeah no obviously going into that game we obviously knew it was a massive game for us we knew if we if we won we stayed up um obviously there's rumours about United playing a weekend side with, with the Champions League final coming up um but obviously we had to just concentrate on ourselves and, and you know, do our own thing. Um, I think in the back of our minds, we knew Newcastle were going to Aston Villa and that's that was obviously a really tough game. And also we were hoping that Villa would do us a favour. Um, and in the end, Villa, you know, winning that game helped keep us up. Um, I, I don't know, obviously playing against um, United at home in, in that game was um, obviously an intense moment, really. You know, the last season had all come down to this last game and we was all, you know, we was all desperate to stay in the division. Um, so we know it's a huge game and um, also we, we, we set our game plan that and um, again, just came up short actually. I think we, we done okay in that game, sort of huffed and puffed a little bit and and um, after United went one up, I don't think we ever sort of really um, looked like getting back into it and then sort of hung our hat really on Aston Villa beating Newcastle and when they did obviously as um is a, is a, another wonderful feeling, um, and um, obviously Phil Brown started singing on the pitch. <laughs> what, what, was your thought, what was your what was your thoughts on his singing? Oh, it was laughable, wasn't it? I think uh, <laughs> also we're we're all out on the pitch hugging each other, and uh, yeah, um, the gaffer comes on and starts singing. But it's probably no real surprise to any of us. I think um, his extravagance in the way he does things um, nothing really surprised us as, as a group of lads. <laughs> I think again the the media sort of made it look worse for him than what it actually was. Really, like, I didn't feel it was too bad. And then obviously you watch watch it back on <laughs> Sky Sports and you look, you think, what on earth was he doing? <laughs> it was sort of iconic, really, because we used to sing that song everywhere. Yeah, yeah, it did. Yeah, and obviously he cottoned onto that, and uh, you know he he was loving it. You know, he was, it was a big season for him, and and to mm. keep us in the division was a huge moment for him as a manager. So it was, um 
it, it was big moments all round, and and obviously another great night after that. <laughs> I think he strikes you as an emotional person, to be honest. The way, you, obviously, where you celebrate. I remember the celebration against Arsenal, where he's jumping about, and it's yeah, it's great to see when managers are sort of let themselves go and stuff. So. Yeah, no, I think you know the manager certainly wore his heart on his sleeve, showed his emotions, which is which is obviously great for the fans. That's what the fans want to see, and um, you know, as as um, as players, you know, you want to you want to perform and, and and make sure he's got all the best emotions, really. After that season, going to the next one, and you went to China in pre-season. Yeah. Um, what was that like? Um, yeah, again, so I think because at the start of our first season, we we were, you know, so high up the division that we we automatically got into this little tournament in China, which was with madness, really. Um, Premier, <laughs> Premier League. Cup was it Premier Trophy or whatever Asia Cup I think Asia Cup yeah yeah um, so yes again what a great experience to go to go to the Far East and um, and playing that little tournament there was, was superb you know um, again lads lads embraced it and really really looked forward to it um, you know playing against a couple of teams we played against in in the conditions obviously it's it new to, to to many of us playing in um, you know the conditions that the heat and the Humidity there was 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 mad, but um, yeah, it was a great experience. And again, we was we was looking forward to to another season in the Premier League and, and you know see what would would come next. Obviously, going to the new season, did you ever um, did you always see yourself as being a City player? Or was obviously when the rumours came, did you like what was it like? Did you expect to move or was you happy with? Yeah, so so literally, I my first league in. The, my first time in the Premier League, I played managed to play every game, played every minute of that first season, which was a huge achievement. Obviously, scored a few goals and and felt like I'd done okay. Obviously, especially at the start, of course. Um, towards the end, maybe not so good. Um, but I obviously the season finished and I was on holiday. Literally, my first first day on holiday, I got a call from my agent saying um, saying Liverpool want to sign me, and I was like. Joking. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so um, he said, "What do you think?" And I was like. What do you think? Yeah, I want to, I want to, I want to go. You know, it's, uh, it's a Liverpool. So yeah, um, yeah. So I, I thought, you know, things would happen quickly, but then things dragged on. I think Liverpool only had a certain amount of money they wanted to pay for me. I think Hull valued me differently to what they they wanted to pay, um, and in the end, it just sort of fizzled out really. Um, and I remember um, my agent ringing me. It was the day we played Tottenham at home, um, second game of the season. Um, second or third, um, second. and the second, yeah. yeah. Um, Agent Ringley saying like the, the Liverpool moves off. Um, this was the day we played Tottenham, and then obviously I was a bit obviously deflated from that. And then I remember going into that game, and I had an absolute shock. I remember Defoe scoring a hat trick, and him and Robbie Keane literally running rings around me. And um, obviously, I was disappointed that the um, that move had fallen through. Um, but then th- there was talk of another another couple of clubs, and then. Um, it was obviously going into the end of the, the window that Sunderland came in, um, and I felt um, that it would probably be the right thing to do to to move on. Sunderland, I felt um, they were they obviously, of course, they were a bigger club than than City were, um, and yeah, I, I felt the time was right. I, I didn't really feel whole did enough really to to want to try and keep me. They didn't offer me a new contract or anything, and. Um, yeah, talk, talks with some of them were sort of ongoing, and um, yeah, so obviously my mind was made up really. 
How, what was it like um, in that in your final game against Wolves? Obviously, you captained us. There was obviously all the rumours going around, but was that like a weird game to play? Because obviously, you've been given the captain's armband. Was it was the reason you were given the captain's armband because they like knew it was your final game, or was it just out yeah. of necessity? Anyway, yeah, no. So I'd, I'd agreed my contract with Sunderland before that game. Um, I remember um, Steve Bruce. Um, I was always going to sign after that game. Um, but Steve Bruce was saying to Phil Brand, you know, um, we don't want him to play in this game in case he gets injured. And Phil Brand said, well, you know, if you don't play, you don't go, basically. So it was a game I knew it was going to be my last game. Um, I was grateful to the manager for making me captain in that game. And um, obviously, I really want to go out on a high, um, being my last game for the club. You know, the club that I really sort of fell in love with, really. Um with the highs and lows, a difficult start I had. I, I didn't perform well at the start and then obviously came through that period and then the second, the, the joy really of the second year and getting promotion and then my first year in the Premier League. Um, certainly my three years at the club were, looking back now, I'm sort of all done, retired. The three years I had at the club were definitely the best three years of, of my career. I just... Obviously, loved every moment of it, whether it was good or bad. Looking back, it was um, some fantastic times. Met some some really good people and played with some some great players and and, and obviously under Phil Brand and Phil Parkinson as well. So it was, um, it, was, it was a great moment. And I knew, obviously, that Wolves game was going to be my last game. So I obviously really wanted to finish on a high. And I think um, that we, we drew that game, didn't we? And um, mm. it was, um, it was uh, obviously a fitting way, I suppose, to sort of to, uh, to leave the club. You mentioned, I think it was probably, yeah, it's best to leave the club on high, I think, than pondering over a decision. Like, obviously, if you stayed at the club, then, you know, you might have had, like, different recollections, you know, of your time at the City. But, um, uh, obviously, you moved to Sunderland and you scored in your debut against City. What was what was your thoughts? Yeah, so I, I remember signing for, for Sunderland and then it was international um, week after, after I signed. So, the following weekend, we didn't have a game. And I knew that that game was coming up and... Um, I remember being in my hotel on the Saturday morning before that game, and I, I don't think I've ever been as nervous about a game um, <laughs> in my career. Not like, even looking back now, I don't think I've ever been as not nervous. Not even the playoff final. No, probably not actually. I was I was pretty relaxed for that, but this game, I think because I just left City, gone to a new club, and uh, and the whole thing. Um, so um, yeah, it was, it was obviously a massive game being my Sunderland debut and against my old club. Um, yeah, it was tough, and then obviously, well, I thought I scored that goal, but I think it went down in the end as an own goal by um, Zayetu, wasn't it? Um, so, sort of bittersweet, really, because um, obviously I wanted to score from a new club, but you know I wouldn't have liked to score against Hull. I'm being honest, so it's um, it worked out well. And obviously, Sunderland won the game and won on my debut, but I, I was pleased at that sort of that feeling of that the nerves I had going into that game were all over because um, it, it was not a good feeling. Yeah, yeah, we've got a few questions, I think, Michael. For... What's up, mate? Sorry, mate. Uh, so, the first question I have is, who was the hardest player you've ever played against in terms of like, technical ability? And... Yeah, so, obviously, um, I'd, I'd have to say probably Luis Suarez. I played against him. Oh, Norwich, um, yeah. Yeah, for Norwich. Sunderland as well, I played against him at um, the Stadium of Light once. And then at Norwich, um, he scored a hatchet against the first time I played against him for Norwich, which to be fair, he scored actually every time he played against Norwich. <laughs> he, yeah, just just um, 
just his movement, um, um, he, he, he'd, he'd be quiet a lot of the time. And then w- when it was time to move, he, he would just he'd take you one way and then run the other way. And um, yeah, he, he, he was just, you know, a great finisher. And he, he was probably probably one of the hardest. Obviously, I say Defoe as well, seeing that game um, at the KC, he gave me a tough time scoring a hat trick. He was, he's obviously always a player that I sort of watched growing up um, and seeing him develop. Um, um, obviously, a top striker, and obviously, a, it's good even to now, play. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Our prediction was Torres. First, Torres, but, yeah, um, yeah, he was. yeah. No, Torres was a tough opponent again. Um, I think the games we played against him for Hull, I think um, we'd sort of done okay against him. I think I don't think we ever. Also, we drew away, didn't we, at Anfield, mm. and then at home, I think we lost narrowly. So. Um, yeah, no, I wouldn't say... No, I'd definitely say Suarez for me. Yeah. Who, who was the best player you played with? Um, with... Um, I played with... There, there's been there's been so many, to be honest with you. At Sunderland, I'd, I'd probably... You know, we had Darren Bent up front um, when um, Danny Welbeck came on loan for Man United. i say he was one of the best. But then, when I look back at some of the... the um, the more experienced players that have come in, players like Bolo Zenden, um, Steve oh, Malbrunka played yeah. with, played Jordan Henderson and Catamole. You know, they're, they're, there's a long list mm. of players. But then at, at City as well, you know, look at the players that came in, like JJ, I have to say, although he didn't have probably the impact on the pitch, but, you know, as a player who's done it in the past, certainly JJ and Nick Barnby as well, with, you know, the connection of me being a Spurs fan, and I'll say Barnes as well. Um, but it, there's been many, um, many, many players I've, I've I've had the joy of playing with. Obviously, um, touched on it before in the um, Watford semi-finals. There was the um, famous save from Bo Myhill. Was he the the best um, keeper you played played with? Yeah, I'd say Bo's was right up there. Yeah, I played with um, Craig Gordon as well at um, mm. Sunderland, who was very good as well. Um, but Boaz, yeah, Boaz was a great character actually in that squad. Um, everyone loved him as a as a guy. Um, he brought so much off the field and on the field as well. Yeah, he was he was a he was a top goalkeeper. I remember his his um, his kicking was top draw. He was um, I remember him in the warm up before games where he you know he pinged the ball around and I think probably in the modern game would would maybe suit Boaz if he was still around now. I think he'd it suit the way teams play with with goalkeepers pinging it here, there, and everywhere. But yeah, Boaz was um, was great to have, have, have behind Joe, and um, certainly a huge part of City success. Who was the best manager you worked under? Best manager, um, I'd have to obviously say um, Phil Brands in there as well with with maybe Steve Bruce. Steve Bruce obviously signed me at Sunderland and. Um, was a very good manager. I really enjoyed working under him. Um, Chris Hewton uh, um, at Norwich was a great manager who I, who I liked working under. Um, so probably, yeah, so probably, you know, between them three. We've got a question here from uh, Nath James 134 on Twitter and he said, since leaving City, which centre-back that has played for us since would you most like as your centre-back partner? Uh Quite tough uh, on that. Yeah, I'd probably say Dawson. Michael, Michael, Michael Dawson. Dawson. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I played against him a few times for Spurs and a couple of other clubs and yeah, really liked um, watching him play. 
He's a great defender, and obviously the way he could he could pass as well. His, his diagonal passes and long range passing was was um, was mind blowing at times. And uh, yeah, I think he obviously certainly went on to have huge success at the club as well. So mm. um, yeah, I'd say Michael. Dawson. I think you'd compliment each other well, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This final question here, it's not city related, but we'll ask it anyway. From KDC Lee, and it is who is England's key player, and can they go on to win the Euros? Um, I think we've got a good chance, yeah. Um, I think if you look at um, Phil Folden, I think mm. he's got to play. I think he's, he's, um, his form in recent weeks, or you know, certainly this season really, has, has been immense really. He's just obviously come onto the scene and really sort of showed what he's all about. And I think he needs to play for England. I think, if, I think we should build our team around him. So I think... I'd um, I'd certainly have him in the side, and yeah, I think we've got a good chance if we can if we can get a team that is settled and and balanced. I think we've got um, every chance. Obviously, with with it being you know games at, at Wembley as well, I'm sure that we've uh, we'll have a great chance this year. Yeah, I think we've done. I think that's been brilliant. Yeah. yeah, it's been it's been brilliant to um obviously chat to you about your city career. Yeah. Obviously, hopefully you get some more guests on the future, but it's been brilliant that you've took your time out to speak to us. For... Yeah, no problem, guys. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, cheers, Michael. Thank you. Thank I you. I wish you well for the future as well. Cheers, cheers mate. Yeah. See you. See you. See you later.